0: Hey everyone, Greg shoots here for ReadyForTheDraft.com, Ready for the Draft podcast, episode 15. This is part two of the two-part series centered around the bowl season. We've already had quite a few bowls kick off for the year. Wanted to go ahead and recap a little bit of what I saw during those bowl games. And uh, we've already covered the bowl games through December 27th, so we've got a few more bowl games to cover. Give you some prospects to be on the lookout for uh, as we finish out the bowl season here. Um, You know, I I think what we're going to do is, is episode 16 really do more of a bowl recap after the bowls have been completed. Also want to make sure that we have the underclassmen uh, who have declared. And we also know who's coming back to school. So we'll know a better picture of what uh, the the draft landscape in this draft class is really going to look like a lot of question marks that still need to be answered in terms of who is coming out, who's coming back. Um, You know, we've got 41 bowl games that uh, we've needed to cover over the last couple of weeks. And uh, so I want to go ahead and jump right in uh, to what we've seen so far during the bowl season. And uh, obviously the first bowl that kicked off uh, bowl season 2018 was a celebration bowl. Uh, North Carolina A&T in Alcorn State. Uh, The Aggies getting the victory 24-22. Uh, Lamar Reynard, their quarterback, was the, the MVP of the game, threw for 200, over 290 yards uh, and, and two touchdowns uh, to lead the, the Aggies to victory. One guy to keep an eye on, he's only a sophomore, uh, was receiver Zachary Leslie. Uh, 6'3", 204 pounds, big-bodied receiver, six receptions, 119 yards, and, and a, a touchdown. Did have one drop. Um, that was kind of an easier pass, but a guy who really knows how to use his body. That was the ninth touchdown of the season. For him, um, you know, I, I think he's someone who uh, can make plays after the catch. So it's definitely got to keep an eye on uh, as the Aggies move forward into 2019. Uh, one of the guys that I talked about really wanted to keep an eye on was Markel Cartwright, uh, the 5'8", 203-pound uh, senior running back. This is a guy who, with back-to-back 1,000-yard rushers, as we mentioned in the last uh, podcast, and uh, you know, really didn't get a whole lot of chance to showcase what he could do. He really gave way um, you know, to Jemaine Martin for the majority of the game, but you did see some of that explosiveness in, in the, the three catches for 52 yards, was able to go ahead and, and get down the field, uh, showed soft hands, able to stop on a dime, the start and stop, the suddenness, uh, very apparent. And you know, he's, he is only 5'8", but he is 203 pounds, uh, definitely can be physical uh, running the ball between the tackles. And a guy that I hadn't gotten a chance to see before, and really glad that I got to see him play because he's going to be a guy to talk about as a potential day two pick in 2019. And that's Daryl Johnson, 6'5, 232 pounds, uh, redshirt junior. And this defensive end had himself a game getting into the backfield, just showing that off that length coming off the edge. Um, he was the act defensive player of the year in 2018, very quick hands to get off the ball. Uh, or to get off the block and then shoot into the backfield. Um, you know, I, I thought that the, the get off was very quick, timing the, the the snap, really a nonstop motor. A guy who was chasing the ball down from behind showed the speed to get outside, uh, able to bend off the off the edge a little bit as well. Uh, definitely someone that Alcorn State had to account for the entire game. And, and when you're talking about guys like that, guys that you really have to account for. Uh, and know what what their whereabouts on the field the entire game. Those are the guys that you have to make sure that you're uh, drafting in the first couple of days of the draft. Those are guys that are going to be impact players for you. So after that game, obviously we had six bowl games uh, on December 15th. The next one that kicked off was really a shocker for me. Tulane uh, handling Louisiana 41-24. Uh, You know, you were expecting Louisiana to really run the football uh, with with the the three-headed monster of Trey Regas, the the, the bruising back, uh, the more complete Elijah Mitchell, and then uh, the home run threat, Raymond Calais. And uh, they really never could get the ball going. Uh, Regas with just 40 yards rushing uh, to lead the trio. And, uh, you know, Tulane, they're physical up front. You know, I I thought that... uh, you know they were also able to air air the football out a little bit. Justin McMillan, the transfer from LSU, uh, really a standout for them. You know the my guy at, at receiver, uh, Taron Ankalad, did nothing but you know affirm you know my belief that he can be a, a slot receiver at the next level. Very sudden uh, in his route running ability. Uh, a guy you know the the corner took chan- a chance out there on the edge. Uh, caught a pass on the outside and good concentration because, again, the, the corner did flash in front of him, missed on the, the interception or the pass breakup, and Ancalad took it for six. You saw the suddenness in and out of his breaks. Um, he's going to be a borderline day three pick, possibly a free agent, but a guy, again, I think he can make a roster and make an impact at the next level. Uh, for Tulane on defense, Patrick Johnson, uh, only a sophomore, 6'3", 255 pounds, 10 sacks, Um you know a guy who you know pinching you know down the line uh to disrupt the run uh very fluid in coverage as well you know dropping back and then you know as the quarterback would roll out being able to get up the field in a hurry and 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 pressure the quarterback a guy who can bend and get off the edge uh very um very el- Uh, flexible coming off the edge, very explosive. You know, a a guy for me, you know, throughout the game, again, another guy that you had to know where he was on the football field. You know, he'll probably, you know, right now, if I had to guess, if he did come out in next year's draft, probably say it as like a fourth fourth round pick, fifth round pick. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens next year, if he can play his way into uh, into day two. He's one of those fringe players that uh, has a chance to be a, a third round pick, I think, next season. Another guy that I think teams are going to go back to the the film and watch more of is, is Zachary Harris, the, the middle linebacker, uh, eight tackles on the day, uh, one and a half sacks, three tackles for loss, and, and a guy who just seemed to be all over the field. He was making plays, and, and someone that I think, um you know, very you know sideline to sideline p- player, excellent effort. A guy, if nothing else, can come on and and be a a special teams ace uh, for an NFL franchise. So um, I I thought Tulane, you know, Willie Fritz has something special going there at Tulane. Uh, They really had to battle to be bowl eligible. And boy, did they take that momentum and really ride the wave, if you will. Uh, No pun intended. Uh, All right, maybe just a little bit. But, uh, you know, they were able to go ahead and get away with that win. New Mexico Bowl, Utah State, North Texas. 52-13, the Aggies with a big win. When you look at the score, you think, wow, you know, Texas just never really showed up. Here's the issue: Mason Fine. Mason Fine went down to a hamstring injury. And their quarterback, who's a you know, a two-time uh, player of the year, you know, conference player of the year, when you lose a guy like that. Um, You know, 64, almost 65% completion percentage, over 3,700 yards, 27 touchdowns, just five interceptions. You're relying on some quarterbacks that just don't have uh, the experience, and Utah State was able to take advantage of that. Um, You know, I thought EJ Agea showed up very well. You know, a guy who can play outside or inside, sideline-to-sideline effort. Uh, A guy who does a really good job pursuing the football down the line, uh, chasing after the ball from the backside. Really a nose for the football for the football, you know, was sliding to his left to get outside the, the tackle box and then coming downhill, um, dropping the, uh, the running back for a loss, very quick first step coming off the edge, rushing the passer thought there were some false steps in coverage. So I think if there's anything that he needs to work on, it'll be in coverage. Uh, you know, but if you take a look at um, Utah state, especially on the defensive side of the football, uh, Teepa Nali, I, I didn't even talk about him in uh, the bowl prep, but a 6'5", 230-pound junior, uh, just so explosive coming off the edge. He was sat out the game, sat out the first half, I should say, uh, for a targeting penalty against Boise State, uh, and he made his presence felt. Another high-motor guy, just he was double-teamed off the edge quite a bit and would run through the right tackle and the running back's blocks, getting to the quarterback. It seemed like he was just living in the backfield, pressuring whoever it was that was lining up a quarterback because you know the, the Mean Green did uh, play four quarterbacks in the game, Um, again, very quick off the ball. Um, you know, he's got a decision to make it if he comes back or not. Um, but uh, if he does come back, he'll be one of the guys to watch out for in 2019 in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, Dax Raymond, the tight end, the junior that's coming out, 6'5", 250 pounds. Showed an ability to block on the outside. Also an inline blocker. Was able to spring drill bright for a touchdown. Um, good job on the slant, using it, you know, putting the defensive back on his back um, and uh, able to use his big body uh, on a third down play to convert. Thought that that was um, something that he's definitely going to be used uh, at the next level. Jordan Love. Uh, sophomore, 6'4", 220-pound pound quarterback, very fluid athlete. Ball comes out of his hand very, very easily. Five-time Mountain West uh, Conference Player of the Week. That's a school record, uh, by the way. Uh, not the best day, though. You know, 21 of, of 43, 359 yards, four touchdowns and interception. You look at all the touchdowns, but, you know, just uh, you know, under 50% completion percentage for the day. Um, but he didn't have to be perfect in this game. Um, and you know, what's crazy when you look at his stats over 3,200 yards coming into the bowl game, uh, and he didn't play in the fourth quarter in six of those games. So just imagine what those stat, that stat line would have looked like. He'll be someone to watch out for in 2019. Can he make that jump, um, from a sophomore to junior season, uh, to be a, uh, legitimate NFL prospect. Uh, another linebacker, you know, linebacker to watch out for is, uh, number nine for, for Utah state. And, and that's David Woodward. Um, 6'2", 235 pounds, over 120 tackles on the year, uh, led the Mountain West Conference in tackles, uh, just very instinctive, flies around to the football, um, you know, just tracks, tracked the running back to the to the perimeter, got to the outside, dropped him for a tackle, or loss, P- shoots gaps, you know, in, inside as well. He's somebody that I think has the versatility, um, you know, to be a, a playmaker at the next level. So those were the guys that I was really impressed with and keeping an eye on there in that game. Um Moving along, you know, Fresno State, Arizona State, um, you know, again, you know, e- Eno Benjamin and, and Ronnie Rivers, the two running backs, um, you know, combined for, um, you know, almost 350 yards on the ground. Uh, you know, Ronnie Rivers is is the, the minute of one of the two. Um, you know, he's, he's 5'8", 175 pounds, very sudden, quick feet in and out of his breaks, decent hands as a receiver, um, you know, very versatile back. And then Eno Benjamin – third team AP all-American you know over 1500, uh, 1500 yards on the ground. a guy who just spins out of tackles, you know finds a way to keep keep moving the fo- uh, moving the ball forward. Um, you know very good uh, vision you know presses a line of scrimmage, sees the, the opening puts his foot in the ground and, and gets north and south in a hurry. Uh, very elusive with his lateral cuts uh, in the open field as well. 73 missed tackles uh, forced that's second in the FBS according to pro Football Focus. Um, a guy, again, you know, just the yards after contact are evident, um, you know, he's a guy to watch out for in 2019, uh, for 2018, Keyshawn Johnson, you know, the 6'2", 199 pound senior, uh, second team all mountain West conference. You know, this is a guy who can make plays down the football field, not an explosive guy, but a, you know, someone who's, who's very savvy, knows how to get open and has excellent hands on the outside. Um, had a, had at least one reception in the last 50 games, so I you know that's that's definitely impressive with with what he was able to accomplish there. Um, but uh, the guy that, another guy to keep an eye out for in 2019 is is Jeff Allison, the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year, six foot two hundred forty seven pounds, a guy who can get outside. I thought he showed himself you know showed up very well, being able to get outside and, and make some plays on, on Benjamin, um, but also a thumper um, you know up up front up the middle. Georgia Southern, Eastern Michigan, uh, the Eagle Bowl, if you will, and the Camellia Bowl, 23 21 final. Georgia Southern getting it done. Shy Wirtz, the quarterback, um, you know, a a guy, 16 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns, very explosive back, you know. But the guy that I was really wanting to watch there was Wesley Fields. Um, Went over 1,000 yards for the season, over 3,000 yards for his career. Not the most flashy guy, but a guy who just gets those tough yards, a guy who I think is going to get. Uh, an NFL look because he is that guy that's that's not afraid to do the dirty work. You know, let him catch the ball out of the backfield, let him get some of those grinded out yards um, as the game goes along. He's a guy who also seems to get better as the game wears on as well, much like Eno Benjamin. and uh, you know he's someone that uh, team may take a flyer on late in round three. I'm sorry, late in day three, probably seventh round pick uh, might be a priority free agent. And we'll see what happens from there. Max Crosby, we talked about him. He had eight tackles on the day, including a tackle for loss. Just a very instinctive edge rusher, 6'5", 247-pound junior, Has already declared for the draft, uh, 18 tackles for loss, uh, second team all-Mac, uh, very athletic, you know, um, you know, a, a guy who can bend off the edge, um, you know, extended his arm, uh, his right arm into the right tackle and just drove him back into the quarterback, threw him aside, and then hit the quarterback uh, as he was throwing the football. Um, you know, a guy who motors running nonstop, you know, the speed to pursue the ball from the backside. Um, bends around the corner very well, good closing speed to the quarterback after he flattens out. I think Max Crosby, he has a chance to be a day-two pick, you know, I think because of the production, because of his athleticism. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how that all shakes out for him. Uh, I'll be curious to see exactly how he he times, but a sophomore and junior season, the produ- uh, production, it's hard to argue with that. Uh, New Orleans Bowl, Appalachian State, taking out uh, Middle Tennessee, uh, you know, Zach, Zach Thompson kind of lead or I'm sorry, Zach Thomas, the quarterback kind of leading the way there for, for App State. Um, you know, Brent Stockstill, you know, looks like a guy who could potentially be um you know an NFL backup, a guy who's gonna at least get a look at the next level because of his intelligence. Um, a, a guy to keep an eye out for for next year is Corey Sutton, uh, Appalachian State's sophomore receiver, six three, two hundred pounds. Um you know, in the the top 15 in yards per reception in the FBS, a K State transfer, um, a guy who can be a um, a big play guy on the outside, and then Re Blankenship, the safety, 6'1", 195 pounds, show that he can play all over the field. You know, good instincts, came over the top on a on a tip ball for a, a diving interception. Um, so he'll be one to watch going forward as well. Uh, Boca Raton Bowl, U, uh, UAB taking out Northern, Northern Illinois, thirty-seven thirteen. Um, this was kind of a surprise for me. I wasn't expecting Northern Illinois to really get thumped like this. Uh, Sutton Smith took him a little while to get going. 6'1", hundred thirty-seven pound defensive end is already declared for the draft. Uh, the production, you know, he's a two-time MAC Defensive Player of the Year. Hard to argue with the production. Not going to be a first day guy. You know, could be a second day guy. Um, you know, the undersized. Um, you know, that's the part that I think is going to concern teams. Um, so he's going to have to really show that he can be um, elusive and, and be able to, to uh, make plays in space. UAB, though, you know, really you're expecting Spencer Brown to, to be the guy hammering the ball between the tackles. Only 78 yards on the game. Uh, Tyler Johnson, the quarterback, 373 yards and four touchdowns. Three of those to Xavier Ubosi. Seven receptions, 227 yards. This was a guy who was on my radar. Um, you know, 6'3", 215 pound receiver, and you want to talk about a vertical threat. He's third in the FBS with over 21 yards per reception. Um, can get vertical. You know, a 70 yard touchdown to you know to lead to to, to start out the game, and uh, just really a vertical route. Just ran by defenders. You know, if you want to jam him and get him off the route, that'd be a good idea. But Northern Illinois really wasn't able to do that. Uh, able to stretch defenses obviously with the nine route, six receptions, 161 yards, and two touchdowns in the first half. And this is a guy who has a 95-yard touchdown to his credit this year. He'll be a guy who I think was kind of a fringe player, but I'll tell you what, now he will absolutely get an invite to uh, the combine because people are going to want to time him, see what he's going to, uh, what what he looks like, um, and I think he's going to have a chance to get drafted there in day three. Uh, Ohio taking out San Diego State in the Frisco Bowl, 27-0. A.J. Ouellette, the workman-like performance yet again, 29 carries, 164 yards. Uh, Just a guy who... You know, he's not the fastest guy. He's not the biggest guy. He's just 5'10, 209 pounds, but he's a downhill runner, a guy who's just very physical, runs through contact. You know, he got banged up and didn't want to come out of games. Um, You know, a a guy who has good hands on the outside, was able to catch a ball in the flat, lowered his shoulder, ran through contact, and continued down the sideline for 18 yards. Uh, Joe Lowry, the offensive tackle, 6'7", 310 pounds. A little stiff in the hips, um, but you know the the team captain showed very very good power in his hands. A guy who, you know, if if you didn't beat him with with that first step, you know he he showed the ability to move laterally uh, to seal off his his man, take him up the field, you know, he's a four-year starter, veteran guy. Um, he was pro football focuses, Mac uh, player of the year can anchor against the bull rush. You know, I thought there were some poor footwork with some of the speed um, maybe a guy who's going to move over to the right tackle position, but a guy who I think can really make some noise come uh, you know, the, the preseason draft process. So those were some of the bowls that I got to watch. Um, you know, haven't really gotten to watch a whole lot of Marshall in South Florida Marshall getting the victory 38 to 20, um, you know, I'll be able to talk a little bit more about that coming forward. Um, but let's start looking at some of the bowl games that I didn't get a chance to break down. Really want to take a look at what uh, the bowls are looking like going forward. So on December 28th, the first bowl game. And again, I'm flipping through all of my notes here. First bowl game to keep an eye out for will be the Franklin um, American mortgage music city bowl. They're in, uh, in Nissan stadium in Nashville. 6-6 six and six Purdue Boilermakers against uh, the 7-5 and five Auburn Tigers. For Purdue, Rondale Moore, the freshman. If you haven't gotten to see him, very, very fun to watch. Explosive guy. He's a guy that works out with the offensive linemen. So, I mean, when you're talking about a guy, you know, he's just a little ball, you know, just ball of muscle. 5'9", 175 pounds, 103 receptions, over 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns, uh, another 203 yards on the ground and another TD, um, and a guy who just makes plays all over the field. Junior linebacker Marcus Bailey, 6'1, 240 pounds, is a guy to watch on defense. Over uh, nearly 300 tackles to his career 25 for loss, 13 and a half sacks, six interceptions, six pass, pass breakups. Very active. Um, he was the guy who really had to take on a leadership uh, role when uh, Jawan Bentley left for the NFL. Auburn, where do you really go with Auburn? I mean, there's so many guys up front, you know, up front that uh, are NFL prospects. Derek Brown is a guy you really have to start with. Six, five, 320 pounds, the junior, um, you know, nineteen tackles for loss, six and a half sacks in his career, three forced fumbles, excellent power in his hands, um, a, a guy who just keeps pushing, you know, and collapsing the pocket. Uh, also has a quick step to to get. Uh, early penetration into the backfield against the run. Uh, Dontavius Russell is running mate inside, 6'3", 320 pounds. Another guy who makes plays behind the line, 17 tackles for loss in his career. Um, you know, Only had six, six for loss and one and a half sacks in 2018. Um, but he's a guy who eats up blocks and allows the linebackers to make plays. Uh, The other defensive end to to keep an eye out for is uh, Marlon Davidson, 6'3", 278-pound junior, hasn't declared, um, but eight sacks, eight pass breakups, 16.5 tackles for loss, excellent length coming off the edge, a guy who I think could be a 3-4 defensive end, You know that five technique at the next level in a 3-4 scheme. Uh, You look at uh, Deshaun Davis, the middle linebacker that just flew all over the field, 5'11", 233 pounds. It was the guys up front that allowed him to just fly and make plays, 103 tackles, 14 for loss, two and a half sacks, you know, a guy who, you know, he sees it and he goes and gets it. You know, a guy, very instinctive, trusts his eyes and just flies around to the football. But the guys up front were really allowing him to go ahead and make those plays. Obviously Jared Stidham's already announced that he's coming out 6'3, 215 pounds. Uh, the junior, I, I thought, you know, this is a guy to me, I thought should have come back for uh, his senior season. Um, you know, 63.4%, um, you know, completion percentage uh, and, you Look, uh, you know, threw for over three thousand yards, but to me, I thought he was very robotic at times, questionable decision making, questionable ball security. um, A guy that I think just needed another year of seasoning. So I really question him coming out into the draft. I think Auburn's going to ultimately get it done, but can't count out Purdue. You know, they're a pretty good six and six team. Camping World Bowl played in Camping World Stadium there in Orlando, Florida. That's going to pit uh, Western. Uh, I'm sorry, West Virginia. The eight and three Volunteers taking on Syracuse, number twenty in the in the country. Nine and three Orange. Um, you know, and the Orange will really be riding the the arm of, of Eric Eric 6'4", 226 hundred twenty six pound senior. This is a guy over th- nine thousand yards passing, fifty seven touchdowns, twenty eight interceptions, uh, nearly two thousand yards on the ground. Uh, but he can't stay healthy. This is a guy who has yet to play a complete season, and I think that had he been able to stay healthy, we'd be talking about him as a potential prospect, and he may still get a flyer. There may still be a team that's going to take a flyer on him late in the draft, but I'm so concerned about the the injuries with this guy. They just keep piling up. His game is his athleticism, and, and the more injuries and the more that body is breaking down, I just don't know how he's going to translate to the next level. Uh, He'll be throwing the ball to Jamal Custis, 6'5", 213-pound senior receiver, Uh, another guy who's a vertical uh, vertical threat, Uh, 800 yards uh, on on 46 receptions, six touchdowns. That's an 18-yard average. Um, you know, big, big bodied receiver, but a guy who really can, can push the ball down the field. I don't, you don't really see him running across the middle. I'd love to see him, you know, can he sink his hips and get into those routes? Um, you know, those in breaking routes, or is he a one trick pony getting up the field? That's something that I'm going to want to see in the pre-draft process. Chris Slayton up front, uh, 6'4", 309 pounds, uh, in only nine games, had seven tackles for loss and three and a half sacks. Big guy, you know, 29 and a half tackles for loss and seven and a half sacks in his career. So he's shown that he can make plays behind the line, both against the pass and the run. Big uh, Long arms and a big, powerful guy. Um, you know, and I think his game this year was really overshadowed by Alton Robinson, the 6'4", 249-pound junior. Big year for him, 10 sacks, 17 tackles for loss, uh, three force fumbles, a couple of pass breakups. Was all over the field, you know, really, um, you know, being able to to dip that shoulder, very fluid coming off the edge. I, I you know I didn't see any stiffness in the hips or anything like that. I think Alton Robinson is a guy who can um you know can be a playmaker at the next level. Uh, I'm just hoping that he comes back for a senior season because of all the depth at that defensive end position in this class. And then uh, West Virginia, obviously, Will Greer has announced that he's not going to be playing in the bowl game. Uh, Will Greer to me right now as far as the senior quarterbacks, he's one and you know, either one or one A with, with Drew Locke. Um, I, I think he plays with swagger. Um, you know, I, I think he, you know, 65.7% completion percentage. So, you know, he, he can push the ball down the field with accuracy, even when under pressure. I think that's one of the trademarks of, of Baker Mayfield when he was coming out into the draft. Um, there are some questionable decisions that he that he does make. Crust his arm a little bit too much, doesn't have a huge arm. But I think he thinks he does. And he sees the window and wants to take advantage of it. You you appreciate you know, that decisiveness and some of that moxie, but at the same time, he needs to dial that back just a little bit. Um, you know, David Sills, the receiver, 6'4, 210 pounds. Uh, this is a guy, you know, he was a freshman in you know in 2015, came back in 2017, was a Bolitnikov uh, finalist uh, that season with 980 yards receiving and 18 touchdowns. 15 touchdowns on the year this year, uh, 61 receptions, 896 yards, 35 touchdowns in two seasons with uh, with West Virginia, a guy who just, he's a touchdown maker, knows knows, uh, what to do when he gets the ball in his hands. Uh, Yanni could just, you know, the 6'5", 321-pound senior offensive tackle. He's not going to play. You know, thirty starts to his credit. This is a guy who's kind of a bull in a china shop. Um, a guy who's very physical against the run. Um, you know, surprising uh, agility uh, laterally. You know, he's someone who I think you know you really are going to have to watch more game film of as we go forward. That's that's someone that I want to keep an eye on. A top five tackle for sure. I just don't know exactly where that comes into play. Is he a first rounder or, or a a second round pick? That's really going to be a big question mark right now. Valero Alamo Bowl, you know, playing in, in San Antonio. Uh, the number 24 I, Iowa State Cyclones taking on Washington State, number 13 in the country, 8-4. and four. Cyclones, Hakeem Butler, 6'6, 225 pound junior receiver. I don't know why people have him, you know, don't have him in their top 10 when we're talking about receivers for the next level. Uh, 51 receptions, over 1,100 yards. That's a 22.1 yard per reception average. Nine touchdowns on the year. A guy who, you know, when we talk about uh, being able to go up and and get those 50 50 balls, uh, he attacks the ball in the air. Very physical after the run. If you watch that Kansas game, went up and got a ball and then came down and threw the the cornerback aside uh, and now to the to the end zone. And uh, looks like uh, my silver Lab Figaro. she's she's my my co-host for the day. looks like she's playing playing with her toys right now. So if you hear any of the squeaking in the background, that's just Figaro saying hello. So Figaro, let's talk about David Montgomery. shall we? One of the top running backs in the draft, 5'11", 215 pounds. The junior hasn't declared yet, but we're expecting him to come out. Back-to-back thousand-yard seasons, um, you know, 25 touchdowns in his career, 67 receptions as well, so he can do a little bit of everything. A guy who I think when you look at him and you watch him play, it's those it's the cut ability, his ability to put the foot in the ground and, and make those cuts. Sudden. Very sudden uh, lateral cuts, gets to full speed very quickly after he puts his foot in the ground. Um, that's what makes him so elusive, and that's one of the things after contact, runs through lots of missed tackles. He led the country, according to Pro Football Focused in missed tackles a season ago. Um, he's a force up front, and uh, I, I think uh, if he does come out, he'll probably be a, a late second uh, round pick. Brian Peavy. The, the cornerback for them, he's 5 nine, 194 pounds, not the biggest corner, but 38 pass breakups to his career, six interceptions, five force fumbles, knows how to make a play on the football. You know probably going to be an early day three pick, but again, the ball skills, he's very, very sure of himself, so he does take some chances, um, but a guy who can be physical uh, when he needs to be as well. Uh, Willie Harvey. Six foot, two hundred and twenty-four pounds senior, uh, the linebacker, you know, 31 tackles for loss and 12 and a half sacks in his career, 10 pass breakups, five force fumbles, a name that people aren't really talking about, but a guy who I think could be a day three pick. And uh he's that new wave of uh, of NFL linebackers and uh, a guy who I think if he makes an NFL roster could play his way into uh you know being in the rotation. Wazoo, Mike Leach, you know, just missed out on uh you know a, a Pac-12 conference title uh gardner Minshew, the ec uh, ecu transfer six 220 pounds you know a guy who was throwing the ball all over the yard um you know this is a guy who broke you know jared goff's uh, single season passing record um you know a, a guy who just was spreading it around to a lot of receivers out there as well he was fifth in the heisman after you know 70.6 completion percentage well over 4,000 yards, 36 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Not the biggest arm, not the best athlete, um, but a guy who sees the field very well. Um, they've got a, a senior tackle, Andre Dillard, 6'5", 310 pounds, 38-game starter uh, since his sophomore season. Uh, very athletic, uh, a guy who I think could be a day-two pick. Um, and then the running back, James Williams. He's an underclassman, junior, foot, 205 pounds, but a guy who... Um, you know, was rushed for over 2,000 yards, nine, 19 touchdowns in his career, but also 195 receptions in Mike Leach's offense. You know, If you want to see if, if this guy can translate to the next level, catching balls out of the backfield, just throw on a couple of game tapes and you'll see six, seven, eight receptions going his way. Um, he's more than proved himself and, and a guy who I think, if he does come out into this draft, is going to surprise some people. December 29th. We all know what day that is. That's the day that we're going to be seeing the – uh, college football playoff semifinals. But uh, before then, you'll have the Chick-fil-A, Peach Bowl, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Florida Gators, 9-3 on the year, taking on the number 7 Michigan Wolverines, 10-2 uh, on the year. Uh, Ja'Kai Polite for, for Florida, 6'2", 242-pound junior, uh, 18 tackles for loss, 11 sacks, 5 forced fumbles, 4 pass breakups. You know, A guy who didn't start you know you had cc jefferson you had uh jabari zuniga and those were the guys that were the primary starters jakai polite just kind of played his way in because of the explosiveness coming off the edge very sudden um, a guy who was beating offensive linemen out of their sta- uh, out of their stance very relentless um you know, didn't really see him do um you know anything in terms of dropping back a whole lot into coverage but a guy who definitely made plays behind the line of scrimmage excellent effort as well um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, the six foot, 208 pound junior safety top four in my sa- safety class. Um, you know, does a little bit of everything, you know, 156 tackles, 15 and a half for loss four sacks, seven interceptions, 12 pass breakups. He can play in the box when you need him to he can play over the top a little bit as well. Veteran safety, you know, a guy who I think, you know, is just going to be a, the next in that long line of, uh, you know, Florida safeties to play at the next level, including, uh, you know, Keanu Neal, um, Matt Elam, uh, to name a few. Juan Taylor, the big right tackle, 6'5, 338 pound junior, 32 starts to his credit. This is a guy, very, you know, surprising quickness for a guy his size. Six, you know, again, six five, three hundred and thirty-eight pounds, excellent length. And the feet, he's almost a dancing bear out there, being able to to move as well as he does, generates a lot of movement in the running game as well. I actually have him as a number three offensive tackle behind Jonah Williams and, and Greg Little, a guy who I think could play his way into the first round. Martez Ivy, 6'3", 306 pounds, 43 starts, 21 at left guard and 22 at left tackle. I think he's a guard at the next level. Bends a lot at the waist, gets over his toes a lot. Um, I think you put him inside a guard. He can generate a ton of movement, very tough. Uh, Jabari Zuniga, uh, 6'4", 257 pounds. Uh, the junior, a guy who can bend off the edge, 27 tackles for loss, 15 and a half sacks. He can play at the end. He was playing inside a little bit as well. Can stand up and and rush the passer. Very versatile guy. I think he's very scheme versatile, and uh, I'll be interested to see if he decides to declare for the draft. You know, Vassan Joseph, the the linebacker, inside linebacker, 6'1", 226 pounds, a guy who just seems to be all over the field. You turn on the game tape, you want to watch somebody else, and number 11 just always seems to flash, flying all around to the football. I'd like to see him come back for one more season, but if he comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if a team takes him either late day two, early day three. For Michigan, obviously, Rashawn Gary is the guy. He's not going to play Um, and if you listen to my podcast, you know, I always talk about the potential potential versus production. There's a ton of potential potential with him, but I haven't seen the production to back it up. Uh, and that's really the biggest concern for me. If he can put everything together and, and show that he can get after the quarterback and actually finish plays, you know, I I thought that chase Winovich really outplayed him this year. And that's really going to be the question. Is he going to be able to, um, to make plays when it's needed at the next level? Speaking of Winovich, though, 6'3, 255 pounds. This is a guy that was just all over the field. Uh, 40 and a half tackles for loss, 17.5 sacks to his career. That flowing blonde hair reminds you a lot of, of uh uh Clay Matthews, and he plays that way as well. Just, you know, the ability fighting off the edge, really quick burst off, off the ball, bends very well, you know, closes quickly. That motor is just non-stop. And uh, a guy who's again very fun to watch. You know, he's a... Outside shot maybe at a first-round pick if he really runs well at the combine, but I think he's more more than likely going to be an uh, early-to-mid second-rounder. But Devin Bush, the inside linebacker, 5'11", 233-pound junior, is already declared for the draft. And this guy honestly does a little bit of everything. He flies all over the field. He can play in the box. He can drop into coverage. He can get after the quarterback blitzing. you know, a guy who really has a nose for the football, sideline-to-sideline side player, makes plays in the open field. And then finally, the running back, uh, Karan Higdon, 5'10", 202 pounds. Uh, the senior really having a breakout year in 2018, um, over 1,100 yards on the ground, 5.3 yards per carry, 10 touchdowns on the year. A guy who you know, didn't really catch the ball a whole lot. And that's one of the things I'd like to see um, in the pre-draft process. But a guy who really played his way into discussion as a as a early day three running back, a guy who is no nonsense, you know, one one cut and go type of guy running the ball between the tackles, uh, belt bowl, Bank of America Stadium there in Charlotte, uh, South Carolina, six and five taking on the seven and five Virginia Cavaliers. When you think of South Carolina, you're thinking of Debo Samuel, six foot, two hundred and ten pounds. He's skipping the bowl game. I don't blame him. All the injuries, obviously, you're having to, to worry about that. Um, you know, broke his leg uh, in uh, in in 2017. You know, 2015 he was dealing with a hamstring injury. Same thing in 2016. Uh, you know, just all the injuries. You know, that's a big question mark for him. The durability. You know, if you're having those durability concerns throughout your entire career. You know, what happens when you get to the next level? You know, is that body going to be able to hold up? Big concern for me. Um, he'll probably still be a day two pick, but, you know, those injury concerns, I just have a hard time moving him up my board. Um, for U- uh, UVA, uh, they've got a junior cornerback who has a decision to make Bryce Hall, 6'1, 200 pounds, uh, excellent ball skills, um, 33 pass breakups in his career, including 20 uh, this past season. Really knows what to do with the, when the football's in the air. Quick break on the football. Pretty good recovery speed as well, good length on the outside. I think Juan Thornhill, uh, with his versatility to play corner and safety, six foot, 210 pounds. Um, another guy who, uh, you know, 12 interceptions, 25 tackles for loss. I'm sorry, 25 pass breakups. Uh, a guy who, again, has excellent ball skills, um, can also play in the box a little bit, over 200 tackles, uh, 11 tackles for loss in his career. Um, someone who I think you know you definitely need to keep an eye on. And then offensively, uh, uh, Elimide Zaccheaus, uh 5'8", 190-pound, slot receiver. He was a running back in 2015, converted to wide receiver, um, 82 receptions, 973 yards, six touchdowns, a guy who's very sudden, another slot receiver type guy um, who can make some plays there on the outside for you, um, not afraid to go over the middle. Jordan Ellis, 5'10", 225 pounds this guy really is a one cut and go type of guy put the foot in the ground get north and south um, over 900 yards receiving this year or I'm sorry on the ground and nine touchdowns can also catch the ball out of the backfield uh kind of an underrated guy day three running back someone again you know one cut and go downhill type runner um you know if you're looking for that type of a back to kind of change speeds up a little bit that might be a, an option for for some of those teams day three The Arizona Bowl, the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl, played in Arizona Stadium in Tucson, Arizona, home of the Arizona Wildcats, 8-4 Arkansas State, Red Wolves taking on the 7-5 Nevada Wolf Pack. Justice Hansen, the quarterback that nobody's talking about, um, you know, 6'4", 224 pounds, 62% completion percentage in his career, 83 touchdowns or 30 interceptions, throwing for nearly 9,900 yards, uh, can also... Uh, make some plays with his legs a little bit, 945 yards on the ground and 14 touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy, he doesn't have the biggest arm, um, but he's a guy who definitely is athletic and make plays with his legs. I think he's a guy who, you know, as we go through the pre-draft process, might surprise some people. I think he'll be a late day three guy and uh, someone who can play his way onto a roster. And then once that happens, you, know, you never know. Look at what happened with Nick Mullins. All he needs is a shot, get onto a, a roster. He's a guy that's kind of a sleeper for me. Ronheem Bingham, 6'2", 242-pound pass rusher. Uh, You know, he was playing uh, with with, uh, Javon Rolland-Jones, you know, who was trying to break Terrell Suggs' record uh, there at Arkansas State. And uh, this year, when he finally got a chance to step out of his shadow, uh, boy, did he ever. Uh, 85 tackles, 18 and a half for loss, nine sacks. Um, undersized guy coming off the edge, but definitely very explosive. Knows how to get to the football. Uh, Nevada Malik Reed, 6'2", 255 pounds. Um, you know, a guy who just knows how to how to get to the quarterback. Eight sacks in each of the last two seasons. Force. Four force fumbles in each of the last uh, two seasons as well. Um, you know, he's 6'2", 255 pounds, but excellent length. You know, I think that's one of the things that you look at. He's got these long arms um, that he really uses uh, to his advantage. Um, so he'll be one to watch there for the Wolf Pack. I think Arkansas State ends up winning that game. If we go to, to New Year's Eve, you're talking about the Military Bowl, uh, brought to you by Northrop Grumman. Um, you're talking about... Uh, Cincinnati 10 and 2 on the year, taking on Virginia Tech, um, six and six. Uh, for Cincinnati, they've got a sophomore running back. If you haven't gotten to see him play yet, he's 5'11, 218 pounds. Name is Michael Warren. Um, it was questionable for the game, uh, missed the last game with, a, with an injury. But uh, a guy who just is so physical with the football, over 1,100 yards uh, on the ground, 17 touchdowns, also 24 receptions, um, just like a bowling ball type of guy. Uh, his nickname is Truck, and there's a reason for it. Um, you know, I think Virginia Tech's going to have a hard time with him. And then up front defensively, Cincinnati has two defensive tackles who are going to be drafted, uh, Cortez Broughton, Marquise Copeland. Broughton, 6'2", 290 pounds, guy who's really putting it all together this year. Uh, 47 tackles, eight and a half for loss, seven and a half sacks, showing some good first step quickness, um, getting into the backfield. Also, you know when he really wants to get low out of his stance, he can really blow a line, lineman into the backfield. Marquise Copeland, a guy who's going to absorb a lot of a lot of blockers. Six uh, 6'2, 287 pounds, probably your three technique. Um, you know, and I thought that if you look at at his stats, pretty consistent across the board, can get after the quarterback a little bit. You definitely a guy who's going to absorb a lot of blockers. Um, but uh, you know, a season ago, sixty three tackles, you know that's a nice number from the defensive tackle position. Um, could be pretty active on the inside. So for the Hokies, you know a name to watch obviously is is Ricky Walker, 6'2", 300 pounds. Uh, you know he, he's a guy on the inside that uh, is is ready to wreak some havoc. Uh, definitely very quick, relentless off the football. Uh, or I'm sorry, relentless in his pursuit of the football, but very quick off the ball. Shoots the double teams, shoots gaps, and uh, uses his hands to get off blocks in a hurry. Um, I, a guy over 30, you know, 30 tackles for loss, eight sacks, six pass breakups. You know, um, very um, dominant at times in the middle, uh, and then. On offense, I'm hoping that uh, uh, Yasua Nijman, the 6'7, 314 pound um, right tackle, gets to play. He's been battling an injury, um, but this is a kid, look, you know, 36 inch vertical leap, 550 pound squat, 350 pound bench press, um, you know, was a shot putter and, uh, you know, 22 starts at left tackle. Um, before he had a, a streak broken. You know he's missed the last uh, last five games, but 32 starts to his credit. Um, you know, and, and a guy that for me, you know I saw some athleticism. He's, he's got some some inconsistent game film, but I think there's a lot of talent that's there. I think the thing for him that he's really gonna have to work on is, is consistency and uh, some footwork getting that pad level down as well. Um, but a guy who I think has some upside. Hyundai Sun Bowl. In El Paso, Texas, Stanford Cardinal, 8-4 on the year, taking on Pittsburgh, 7-6. When you talk about Stanford, everyone talks about Bryce Love, the running back, 5'10", 202 pounds. We know what he did as a as a junior, the Heisman runner-up, over 2,100 yards, 19 touchdowns, so explosive. In just 10 games, though, you know he, he doesn't look like his former self um, because he's been battling all those injuries. Uh, those ankle injuries, to be be more specific, he's caught caught you know twenty passes over the backfield, um, which is more than he has in, in any of his other seasons um, with the Stanford Cardinal. But the thing that really concerns me because he is so explosive, his game is all about um, you know being quick in and out of his breaks. You know, As a junior, he toughed it out, man. I mean, he really did. and He was someone who, you saw him, you gave him the football, and he was so explosive, shooting the gaps. And when he got outside, the quick acceleration to full speed, sprinter speed on the outside, speed kills. But when you're battling an ankle injury, you just can't be yourself. You really can't be that guy. And that's really what Bryce Love has been dealing with for the last couple of seasons. It's one of those things, too, where every time he gets tackled, he gets rolled up on, re-injures that ankle. What's that going to look like at the next level? I think that really hurts his draft stock. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, the receiver, 6'3", 225-pound junior. Here's a guy who has a chance at the first round, outside shot, uh, probably not going to happen, but a guy, you know, 14 touchdowns, um, in each of the last two seasons. A guy who is just a red zone nightmare. He looks like a basketball player boxing out the, the cornerback and just goes up and attacks the football in the air. just like a rebound in basketball. Um, maybe the most complete uh, tight end is also there for Stanford, Caden Smith, 6'5", 252 pounds. He's questionable. He's been out the last two games with a foot injury, um, but uh, over 1,000 yards receiving in his career, seven touchdowns. Just a guy who can get vertical up the seam. Excellent hands, excellent body control as a receiver as well. Uh, Nate Herbig, the, the guard, he's already declared for the draft. 6'4", 336-pound junior. Consistency is really the big issue for him. Only played in seven games this year. Uh, a guy, when he wants to, he can dominate a game on the inside, can really generate a ton of movement. But uh, for me, you know, a lot of times he was getting beat on the inside, just really looks slow. And uh, so that's one of the things that he's going to have to work around Bobby Okereke, 6'3", 234-pound, workmanlike guy, makes plays all over the field, very smart, very intelligent player, makes plays all over the football field, a guy to keep an eye on. And then an underclassman to watch out for, Paul Sinadibo, the corner, 6'1", 189 pounds, former four-star receiver, excellent ball skills. Check this out, four interceptions on the year, but 17 pass breakups uh, as a sophomore. He's a guy to watch out for. For Pitt, they've got the two-headed monster running the football: Kadri, Allison, and, and Darren Hall. Allison, you know, 6'2", 225 pounds, a, a big receiver. Or I'm sorry, a big running back, eleven 1, hundred ninety yards on the ground, six point three yards per carry, eleven touchdowns. Um, and then Darren Hall, you know, 5'11", 225 pounds, um, you know, seven and a half yards per carry, nine touchdowns. They both can catch the football out of the backfield as well. Um, So really, if Pitt wants to win, it's going to be a heavy dose of of Kadri Allison and Darren Hall. Redbox Bowl in Levi Stadium, 7-5 Michigan State, taking on 8-4 Oregon Ducks. Kenny Willikas for Michigan State. Man, when you watch the defense, he's a guy who's fun to watch. 6'4", 260 pounds. This is a guy in just two seasons 30, uh, 33 tackles for loss, 17 and a half sacks, eight pass breakups, uh, a guy who's just relentless in pursuit of the football. Excellent burst, uses his hands very well, uh, just doesn't give up on plays. He just really works hard to get to the quarterback you know, there are two other juniors on, on the defensive side of the ball. Joe Bocce, the middle linebacker, Raquan Williams on the inside. Those are names to watch out for. Both guys who I hope come back um, for 2019. If they do, they'll, they'll be the focus of that Michigan State defense, along with Justin Lane, the 6'385 185-pound corner. 15 pass breakups this year as a junior. He's played receiver, caught one pass for 11 yards. Uh, you know, just a big, big uh, body there uh, on the back end of the defense. Um, LJ Scott, the running back, 6'1, 225 pounds up front. Uh, He's already uh, declared for the draft. The running back, uh, 2,700 yards uh, to his credit, 25 tackles for loss, 40 receptions. Um, You know, a guy who's going to be big, you know, physical. Um, not all that elusive, but a guy who's you know just takes more of a workmanlike approach uh, to the game. Obviously, Justin Herbert is the number one quarterback. Everyone's been talking about 6'6", 233 pounds. A deep shoulder contusion, um, you know, so that makes him questionable for the bowl game. Um, is he coming back? Really mums the word um, out of uh, Eugene right now. He's got his brother coming in, um, but there's a chance that he could be you know a top five pick right now. Um, if you look at at where things shake out Jacksonville Jaguar sitting there at number five um you know does he stay does he go that's going to be a huge question mark you know for for him and a lot of those underclassmen at quarterback um, you know he was under 60 percent completion percentage for the year he's taken a step back in terms of some of that accuracy and uh, that's something I'd like to see him clean up a little bit calvin Throckmorton um A junior tackle. He's 6'5", 318 pounds, 37 starts to his credit. Um, One of the better offensive linemen, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, You know, pass pass protection, 92.3% grade there. He's a guy to watch out for, for the Ducks uh, up front. um, a, A chance that he could enter the draft, and I think he gets drafted a lot higher than people would expect. Uh, Jalen Jelks, 6'6, 245 pounds, battling an injury this year. Uh, a guy who I think just did not have the best season. You know, he did have seven and a half tackles for loss, only three and a half sacks, seven sacks a season ago. You know, really expecting him to take a, a big step forward, you know, long arms, but a guy who just, you know, I don't know if he was battling injuries and just wasn't healthy, but I just I didn't see that, that playmaking ability that you expect to see out of him. You know, you saw more of that from from Justin Hollins on the opposite side. 6'5, 242 pounds. Um, You know, a guy who, you know, uh, again, he's not flashy in any one area, but he can get after the quarterback, he can play the run, he can drop into coverage a little bit, and, uh, you know, that's one of the things for me that, hey, there's going to be a, a home at the next level for a guy like that because he can make plays and do a little bit of everything all over the football field. AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Missouri, Oklahoma State, Eight and four Tigers. Obviously, you got Drew Locke, the quarterback, you know, setting setting records there at Mizzou. Uh, a guy that you know, finishes his career, 56.8% uh, passer, just under 12,000 yards, 96 touchdowns, 39 interceptions, uh, and 400, over 400 yards on the ground and, and nine touchdowns uh, to his credit. Um Finally went over uh, 60% completion percentage uh, in 2018. Finally, you know things started to click. A lot of people were talking about this year not being a huge year for him because there was such a drop-off in terms of the yardage and the touchdowns. I actually thought this was a much better year for him overall. Reason being is... You know, Emmanuel Hall, Albert uh, Boonham both went down to injury. He was going to have to to really work through a lot of these younger receivers. I thought he did that. Led his team. The one thing that you saw early on in his in uh, in the season was some bad body language. Can't have that, especially at the next level. But he was able to bring these younger receivers along, and that's a big reason why Missouri is sitting there at eight and four. I mentioned Emmanuel Hall, 195 pounds, really a burner on the outside. A guy who can stretch, stretch the field, uh run in the nine route, a guy who can get vertical in seven games, 35 receptions, over 700 uh 700 yards, uh, 21.6 yards per carry or yards per catch and uh, eight touchdowns. Albert Obey Boonham, 6'5, 255 pounds, only a redshirt so- uh, sophomore, but he could enter the draft. He's questionable with an uh, with a shoulder injury. Um But, uh, you know, 43 receptions, uh, 466 yards, six touchdowns was really a difference maker, especially when Emmanuel Hall went down. Uh, Oklahoma State, you know, Justice Hill, 5'10", 190 pounds. He's out. He's been battling an injury not going to play in the bowl game decided he's going to go ahead and declare for the draft um you know back to back 1000 yard seasons the last two years including you know nearly 1500 yards in 2017 2018 10 games you know sharing the, the duties a little bit with Chuba Hubbard and J, JD King 930 yards on the ground um and 15 receptions i think he's one of those guys again you know the lateral agility is is really what his game is uh, Jordan Brailford also not playing. Uh 6'3, 250-pound junior up front. Had a huge year this year. Um, you know, 17 tackles for loss, 10 sacks, big. Physical guy coming off the edge can bend very well. Seems like you know that's a common theme with a lot of these defensive ends. But uh, can definitely get after the quarterback. We'll break him down a little bit more as we get into the draft process. And then offensively, uh, uh, Taylor Cornelius could be a late round draft pick, but uh, he'll be throwing the ball to Tylen Wallace. He's only a sophomore, six foot, one hundred eighty five pounds. Was a Blitnickoff finalist because he went for uh, you know thirteen hundred ninety eight yards on seventy nine receptions with eleven touchdowns. Pretty nice production. Uh, San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl in the SDCCU Stadium, formerly Qualcomm Stadium. Northwestern taking on Utah, eight and five Wildcats taking on the nine and four Utah Utes. Montre Hardage for Northwestern, in the corner, uh, three year starter, six foot, one hundred ninety five pounds, good ball skills, little stiff in the hips. Wonder if he might end up moving over to safety at some point. Um, but a guy who you know does a really good job playing playing the football, veteran corner. Um, you know, obviously Clayton Thorson. You know, a guy who started every game in his career. You know, despite even tearing his knee a season ago, um, was still able to battle back. Fifty-two starts in all. Um, the completion percentage does scare me, 58.2%, doesn't have a huge arm, you know, he's going to push the ball down the field, 59 touchdowns with 44 interceptions, that has to be a huge concern as well, um, but a guy who I think is going to end up being uh, a mid-day three pick when it's all said and done. For Utah, Chase Hansen, 6'3", 230 pounds. Started off, you know, he was a freshman quarterback, moved to safety, ended up playing linebacker. Next thing you know, 114 tackles, 12 and a half for loss. Um, you know, plays all over the field. Uh, very instinctive. A guy who I think has a chance to start uh, at the next level, especially as a one of those hybrid new age uh, uh, linebackers. Let's see. Taxlayer Gator Bowl. Um, You know, this is played in Jacksonville. We're taking uh, NC State against Texas A&M, 9-3 Aggies, taking on the 8-4 Texas A&M Aggies, like I said. Uh, Ryan Finley, 6'4", 212 pounds, this is a guy, you know, not the biggest arm. You know, that's the biggest thing. You saw that against elite competition, not being able to really get the ball outside the numbers. That is going to hurt him at the next level. He's a guy to me. I think could be a game manager, big play, you know, potential. But a lot of that was because he had excellent receivers. Uh, Kelvin Harmon, 6'3", 214 pounds. He's not playing, but uh, back to back thousand yard seasons. Um, 177 uh, receptions, well over 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns to his credit. Uh, a big play guy. You know, I, I thought you know early on, you know, he was letting the ball get into his body. Really showed that he can uh, go up and actually attack the football, extend his arms out, make catches uh, away from his body, and uh, can be a big play guy there uh, offensively. You know, up front, you know, they've got Garrett Bradbury, the six. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the 2018 Remington Award winner, converted tight end. Um, you know, as a junior, played 98 snaps, um, a guy who's just very athletic um, and a guy, to me, um, who's going to be a, a, an early day two pick uh, up front. And then Tron Prescott, you know, he's 6'5", 334 pounds Um, You know, 85.7 grade by Pro Football Focus. Not many people are really talking about this guy. Just six quarterback hurries and 342 pass block plays uh, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, You know, big guy, big physical up front. And uh, has some decent feet. Um, so he's a guy, to me, I think is, is worthy of, of getting a look at the next level. Uh, and then you have Jermaine Pratt. He's out with a knee injury, won't play in the game, 6'3", 240 pounds, converted safety, another one of those hybrid linebackers. Um, as a first-year starter, 104 tackles to his credit, made plays all over the field, um, 6 sacks, 10 tackles for loss, I think he's a guy, to me, probably a fourth-rounder, one of those guys who's going to be um, you know, playing his way, probably be a starter before long uh, at the next level. Uh, Trayvon, uh, I'm sorry, Travion Williams, the 5'9", 200-pound junior running back. This is a guy nobody's really talking about him. I don't know why. Very explosive. Over 3,300 yards, 31 touchdowns in three seasons, uh, 66 receptions to his credit as well for 591 yards. Just a, a, a guy who's a home run threat You know, anytime he touches the football. Um, if you haven't gotten to see him play, over 1,000 yards in each of his three seasons there um, at College Station. Uh, Jay Sternberger, the tight end, started his career at Kansas, um, went the J.C. route, and then came to uh, a for his junior season, 6'4", 250 pounds, a legitimate legitimate pro-prospect, SEC leader for tight ends, 47 receptions, 824 yards, 10 touchdowns. And then up front, Kingsley Kiki, 6'4", 285 pounds. He was over 300 pounds. He slimmed down um, you know, and, and really started affecting the quarterback. 10 tackles for loss, 6.5 sacks. I think he's a five technique at the next level. Um, really, I think because he lost some of that weight, show that he can play the, the five technique is going to be a guy – um at the next level who's probably going to get drafted you know higher people might be surprised but i think he's going to be very productive uh and then dalen mack 6'1 320 pounds more of the uh you know a guy who's going to eat up some blocks but can get after the quarterback uh has a sudden burst you know plays with a low pad level very strong at the point of attack nine and a half tackles for loss five and a half sacks uh uh, someone who I think is going to be a day-three pick. And don't be surprised if the 6'3", 210-pound sophomore receiver uh, Kendrick Rogers declares for the draft. Um, you know the, the, He's a redshirt sophomore, very athletic. You know If you remember a lot of the different games, especially the seven-overtime game against LSU, making some incredible catches. You know What was all over uh, the, the TV, all of his plays, he's a guy to keep an eye out for. Um, when it's all said and done, I could see him declaring for the draft. I got a couple more bowls here. We're not going to get into, uh, you know, the Rose Bowl or some of those other games. Want to try to get to you uh, one last time before uh, the the national championship, and then we'll obviously get into, like I said, some of those uh, underclassmen declaring. We'll get to break some of that down. But uh, January 1st. Outback Bowl, Raymond James Stadium. Um, obviously, you got Mississippi State. You've got Iowa. Uh, Montez Sweat is the guy for Mississippi State to really keep an eye out for. 6'6, 245 pounds. Um, started his career at Michigan State, transferred to uh, uh, to Mississippi State. So, from one MSU to another. Um, in two seasons, you know, 29 and a half tackles for loss, 22 sacks. Reminds some people of Jason Taylor. To me, the first name that popped out in my mind was, was Daniil Hunter. I thought Daniil Hunter was going to be an outside linebacker in a 3-4. Prove me wrong, is able to, to get the job done, get to the quarterback as a, a 4-3 defensive end. I think Montez Sweat is going to be a similar guy. Jeffrey Simmons, 6'4", 310 pounds, very explosive off the ball for a big guy um, this past season. Um, let's see, 15.5 you know, tackles for loss, uh, just really being able to affect a lot of plays, gets his hands up. Uh, very well. Seven pass breakups in his career. Five force fumbles. Very athletic guy. Um, you know they're gonna have to do a little bit of a, of homework checking up on him a little bit. Um, you know has had some off-field issues. Um, very excitable guy too on the field. So you're gonna have to watch that. Jonathan Abram, the the, the safety, six foot two hundred fifteen pounds, started his career at, at Georgia, transferred uh, to Michi- uh, to Mississippi State. And a guy who, you know, another one that can play over the top. He can play in the box, um, makes plays, you know, excellent in the open field. Um, Really a guy to watch, you know, and he'll probably get matched up at time, you know, time to time with the two tight ends. The dynamic duo, Noah Fant, already uh, declared for the draft, not going to play. Uh, but in his uh, in his career 78 receptions over a thousand yards 19 touchdowns 13.9 yards per reception and you know if you're talking about tight ends yes you know Noah fant 65 241 pounds uh, a lot of people have him slated as the number one tight end but here's a name to watch out for TJ Hawkinson Redshirt sophomore he could declare and if he does he may get drafted ahead of Noah Fant 65 250 pounds 70 receptions Thousand thirty-seven yards. He actually, you know, fourteen point eight yards per reception and nine touchdowns. Not the the touchdown maker that Noah Fant was, but T.J. Hawkinson is more of a complete tight end, a guy who can block, um, you know, both um, as a, a pass blocker and uh, as an inline blocker on the on the run as well. Um, so that's a guy to watch out for. And then Anthony Nelson, the defensive. 6'7", uh, 271 pounds, the defensive end, a guy who really started putting things together, uh, 11 tackles for loss, 9.5 nine sacks, excellent length. And then A.J. Epinesa, the guy that I've been talking about, only a sophomore, 6'5", uh, 277 pounds. We'll be talking about him a lot next year, mark my words. Uh, 14 sacks in just two seasons, 13 pass breakups and four forced fumbles at a defensive end. Definitely a guy to be on the lookout for. Um, and, you know, if... Any Of these guys, you know, shoot inside against Mississippi State, they'll be dealing with Elgin Jenkins, um, you know, who's basically played all over the line. He's played a tackle, played a guard, played at center as well. 33 starts to his credit, 6'4, 310 pounds. A guy who has a chance to be a first round pick uh, at the center position. The VRBO Citrus Bowl Camping World Stadium getting to host another bowl game. Penn State, Kentucky, two nine and three teams. Um, offensively trace McSorley, the undersized quarterback, six, six foot, 201 pounds. Um, a guy who is, you know, he, he loves to take chances. Doesn't have the biggest arm. Um, but a, a playmaker nonetheless, is he going to get a shot at the next level? He, He probably will. Um, he'll probably end up being a backup. Um, but a guy who, you know, just that, that infectious personality, um, defensively, uh, Yeter Grossmato, 6'5", 262 pounds, a sophomore, eight tackles. I'm sorry, eight sacks, twenty tackles for loss on the year. Uh, a guy who we're going to be talking about for next year's draft. And then in the in the secondary, Amani Oruwariye. Um, Really, this is his first year as a full-time starter. But when you look at his stats, eight interceptions and 20 pass breakups, and he only started one season. So really, really nice numbers. A guy who was the number three corner for Penn State, but I thought he actually outproduced uh, the other guys in the secondary a season ago. Um, And then... You know Sharif Miller and, and at defensive end Kevin Givens, the defensive tackle, both juniors, both guys who can get after the quarterback. Um, you know you've got Miller on the outside, Givens with the speed, collapsing the pocket from the inside. Those are guys to watch. Uh, you know Kentucky kind of struggles with uh, you know with throwing the football. Obviously they've got Benjamin Snell Jr., uh, Benny Snell, you know 5'11", 223 pounds, uh, a guy who you know three-time uh, thousand-yard rusher. Over 1,300 yards in each of the last two seasons. Um, a, a guy, you know, shows that he can catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield as well. Just runs angry, runs with, uh, runs with purpose. Uh, really a fun guy to watch, and he's basically he's he's the guy that, that makes that Kentucky offense go. And then obviously you got Josh Allen, 6'5", 260 pounds, top five pick in my book. Uh, you know the Jack Lambert award um award that's that's been won by the likes of of Khalil Mack, Luke Keekley, uh, Vaughn Miller and uh, you know Josh Allen the next in line there. Also the Nagurski, the Bennerick and then the Ronnie Lott impact award. Uh you know just a guy who was just so dynamic. He can make a lot of plays, uh, rushing the passer, um, can can drop into coverage. Uh you know made a play on Jay St- uh, Sternberger was able to get back over you know 20 yards on this corner route and able to extend you know for the football and 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 knock it down. But then also, uh, very next play he bends around the edge and and uh, is able to affect uh, affect the quarterback in the pocket. You know 84 tackles on the year, 18 and a half for loss, 14 uh, sacks, four pass breakups, five forced fumbles. Uh, a, a kid who. You know, I, I think we're just scratching the surface for him. I think he could be a monster at the next level. And then Mike Edwards, the safety, six foot, two hundred pounds, uh, a guy who has some good ball skills over the top, can also play in the box. I think he's a guy who's going to be an early day three guy, but a guy who I think could play his way into a, a starting role uh, at some point at the next level. And then the last game we're going to talk about, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl uh, in Glendale, State Farm Stadium, uh, the UCF Golden Knights 12-0, taking on a 9-3 th- uh, LSU Tigers. Um, when you look at, at the UCF, obviously McKenzie Milton, the gruesome injury to his knee. Um, you know, I'm a Here's, here's to hoping that he gets better soon. Sounds like he's on the road to recovery. Uh, Titus Davis, 6'3", 250 pounds, a guy you can get after the quarterback a little bit on the on the edge. Pat Jasinski, a no-nonsense uh, middle linebacker, a guy to watch out for. And then they've got two sophomore receivers um, right around the same size, or 6'2", 6'3", about two hundred and ten pounds. Uh, Gabriel Davis, Trey Nixon, uh, virtually identical, you know, uh, identical in terms of their size. Uh, Davis, you know, fifty receptions, seven hundred fifty-six yards, six touchdowns, and then Nixon, uh, another forty receptions for sixty two yards and four touchdowns. The Mississippi transfer Nixon, uh, those are going to be guys. Um, on the outside, running the football, Adrian Killens, the speedster, 5'8", just 164 yards, um, but really explosive, 60 receptions to his career. And then Greg McCray, over 1,000 yards, 9.4 yards per, I'm sorry, 9 yards per carry, 9 touchdowns, uh, 9 total receptions in his career, not much of a receiver, but a guy who just... Um, you know, is, is uh, a guy that people aren't talking about. He's 5'10", 175-pound sophomore. Um, not the biggest guy in the world, but uh, definitely a guy who can be pretty explosive. LSU, they've got some playmakers on defense. Devin White, 6'1", 240 pounds. Um A guy that, you know, 278 tackles to his career in just three seasons, 28 and a half for loss, eight and a half sacks, uh, eight pass breakups. If you're looking for a linebacker, you you missed out on Roquan Smith. Uh, I think Devin White may not be quite on his level, but he's pretty close. And I I think he's going to be a a top 10, uh, top 10, top 12. You know, he's not not getting uh, all the way to 15. Definitely a guy who uh, is going to be a day one starter. As will Greedy Williams, uh, 6'2", 182 pounds. Uh, probably not going to play in the bowl game, um, but eight interceptions, 19 pass breakups in his career, excellent length at the cornerback position. Um, you know, A guy to me is going to be the number one corner when it's all said and done. And then a guy that we're going to be talking about as a potential top five pick in next year's draft, Grant Delpit, six, three, three, uh, 203 pounds. Listen to the stat line for this guy. 73 tackles, nine and a half for loss, five sacks, five interceptions, nine pass breakups. You... Uh, when you watch LSU play, to me, he's their MVP. You've got all this talent on the team. You're talking about Devin White as a top 10, top 12 pick, Greedy Williams as a top potential top five, top 10 cornerback, and uh, Grant Delpitz, you know, has the potential to be the best pro prospect out of everybody there on LSU. I mean, that speaks to his talent. So, you know, we're not going to be talking about the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, Cotton Bowl. Uh, or the Orange Bowl. I think we've talked about those teams quite a bit. I really want to wait until after the playoff. And uh, I'm sorry, the uh, first round of the playoffs. We can go ahead and reconvene before we have the college football uh, championship on January 7th. So, yeah. Um, Hope everyone enjoys their holiday season. Hopefully everyone is enjoying the bowl season. I know I am 41 bowls. I'm making sure I am not missing one of them. Again, it's my last chance to get to see all of these pro prospects. I hope you've enjoyed uh, the Ready for the Draft podcast. Um, If this is the first time you've gotten to tune in on iHeartRadio or or iTunes, welcome. If you're one of those uh, listeners that's been listening from day one, uh, I do appreciate you tuning in uh, each and every week uh until then enjoy your holiday season and uh merry christmas and uh happy new year we'll talk again after the new year before uh the Bulls, uh, the bowl Bull championship uh, i'm sorry the the college football championship uh, national title of the game there on the 7th we'll talk before then again greg shoots ready for the draft readyfordraft.com i am out of here Take care, everyone, and happy holidays.